Edward, I, d I did not appreciate when you were talking about men's penises. Wasn't his dad Huggy Bear? So you're saying the hole that it's coming out of is larger yes, and a diameter. larger penis. Hello and welcome. We are back. From theballerlifestyle.com, it's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. Programming note, we're in the midst of a heat wave here in Southern California. Indian summer. I'm doing, I'm doing the finger quotes when I say that. Indian summer. So we've got the studio open. So you're, you might hear some birds or some cars or some other night outside the studio here. There was... A couple of just massive coyotes, but they're quiet, so I wouldn't. I doubt you're going to hear them. It might just cruise by. Uh, so that's it. That's a programming note. Uh, like I said, episode 191 of the show. Thank you very much for joining us. If you have not checked in yet, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you're going to want to go to Patreon.com/slash/TheBallerLifestyle and check out the nearly hour-long. Deep dive, Ed Daly and I did last week on the greatest video, maybe the birth of reality TV, if you think about it, because it was as real as it gets. Uh, the Battle of the Network Stars from 1976, uh, deep dive on the Conrad versus Kaplan all out war in that one. You should check it out if you're a Patreon subscriber, or you should become one just to listen to that. Patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle. Uh, joining me now. As always, it's the great Ed Daly. Ed, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. That that was actually terrific work by us. I listened to it uh, just this afternoon. Oh, you did? Was it good? Was it, it was pretty funny? funny, but it was so fucking slow. Without being able oh, to speed it up. Oh, yes, because you're a one you're a one point five times monster. Yeah, of course. Unbelievable. I, I the, Unbelievable. recently I liked a song that was on a podcast. And so I was like, oh, let me see what that yeah, was. And, was. and then I slow. listened to it and I was like, oh, this is kind of just a drag, oh, this song. So it doesn't, it's not as peppy as when I usually oh, listen to it. Oh my God, I just can't. I just feel, I just know that this is true about you, but also you're trolling me. I did see that our, a couple of our listeners, um, last week's show, episode 190, another fantastic job by us. Uh, but we, I mean, we had a lot to say. We had a lot of genius to dump out on Mike. Last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. So, and I didn't even notice this. It didn't feel like a particularly long show. Um, but then I noticed like the next day, uh, one of our um, Twitter followers, one of our listeners, Walk Off HBP, was like, uh, one um, hour 45. He's like, I'm going to have to split this up into five episodes or five listens. And then another one of our listeners and contributor, Pete Shalitsky, he, yeah. he responded, Oh no, I listened to it at two. Double speed, it only takes 52 minutes. <laughs> I like where your head's at, Pete. I can't, it gets my heart racing two when times? it's two times. Two, two times, times it's, it's, it's tough for Stop. me to keep up. Stop. One and a half is perfect. You gotta be kidding me. Uh, I just, just before we started the show, I was just looking at, uh, I can't, I want to talk. Maybe watch, watch and post. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Mooch has some new website. I don't know, because I don't, I, I think we determined last week that I'm out of my Washington Post stories for the month. 
Um, so I wouldn't have been able to click on it, but I did see some headlines that said yeah. he's like, did the Holocaust happen or something? Yeah, no, there was so, so it's just crazy. This, there was a poll that like he, he has like his own website now with like followers, like a, a yeah. thing. And he, the poll was something like, Hey, Twitter poll, how many died in the Holocaust? Less than 1 million, between 1 and 2 million, between 2 and 3 million, or more than 5 million. Now, predictably, 20% said less than a million, because there's always going to be a high percentage of anti-Semites. Right. 69% picked more than 5 million. And that's kind of a shitty uh, selection also, because more than five, yeah, dramatically more than five. It was way more than five, yeah. but that's the best you can do. But anyway, those are the people that are correct. But then 11% of this group, 4% picked between one and two, and 7% between two and three. And those people, I think, are just really stupid. Right. Because you're either going to be a denier or yeah. you're going to know the truth. But like, you. That means like 11% of the poll just they weren't quite sure what happened. Ed, 7% of people think chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Oh, that's true. And uh, fish sticks are, or what is it? Isn't it like fish sticks or an, like a type of fish? Uh, uh, yeah. Like yeah, I'm sure there's something like that. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it's you know, like a lot. Jimmy Kimmel always does these things where it's like, you, um, you know, he goes out on the street and he asks people who the vice president is and just like really simple stuff. Oh, yeah. And people don't know. People don't know stuff. Stern, every year on Stern, they go to Rockefeller Center where the giant tree and they just go up to people like tourists and they go, can you believe the Jews have formally filed a petition to take the tree down and put a giant menorah in its yeah, place? Yeah. And people like, I can't believe they, they never let up those Jews. Like, yeah, <laughs> just yeah totally. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I did get into a discussion one time with somebody who was like, I don't, I don't know if I should even share this. I don't, I don't think it'll get back to the person, but this is a very nice person mm-hmm. that, um, you know, when you, when you come from a certain area and that area is known for a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And that thing is not a positive thing. Right. You tend not to want to, you tend to want to minimize that thing. And it's not because you have um, ill intentions or malevolent intentions. It's just because that's the nature of people where you don't want to believe that the place you're from or the people that you are a part of did a terrible thing. But I was having a talk with somebody one time and uh, this person's like, you know, they've done tests on those uh, gas chambers and they've determined that there was no way that they could have killed that many people because they, they just weren't big. And I can't remember the exact reasoning, but I was like, well, no, Lucky for us, um, they kept a list. <laughs> like, you know, they, they, that, those people are known to be very efficient yeah. and they're very precise. So they luckily they um, as they were tattooing everybody and numbering them, they were also writing down their names. So we're all good there. 
we got, we don't need to really like figure it out or estimate or do any, get the Mythbusters guys in there to fucking chisel the walls and do tests. Uh, we know they, they wrote it all down. So it's just not, it's, Hey, it happened. It's over. Like, we're not going to do that again as a world. So let's move on. I, I saw one of those irate mother viral posts yeah. of like some textbook in the South describing what the Trail of Tears were. And it was <laughs> uh, and, like of Andrew Jackson's accomplishments. He was like, uh, the native people wanted to try a new home. And so he helped them get there. <laughs> Well, that's a, that's a troll. That's, though. that's like no one, no one really thinks that. But it was in a textbook. They showed. Oh, what? oh right, yeah, yeah. No, they were showing yeah. like a textbook. It was like you know the happy-go-lucky, like, hey, everybody, come along. We'll protect you on your <laughs> <Yeah>. trip. <laughs> that's all. We're just going on a walk, guys. It's yeah, cool. Come on. It's all good. Brief walk. Um, I was just before we went to air. We record this show typically on a Tuesday evening, so it's Tuesday evening, about six p.m. Pacific. The standard time the time by which all other time is based on pacific standard time uh i noticed just before we went on that newly minted uh uh boston celtics guard slash forward swingman gordon hayward yeah suffered one of those just um stomach turning leg injuries and uh, six minutes into the season. And so, but it's one of those things where you, it's a real, where his leg was broken really badly, sort of like Paul George, I think, because these happen once in a while. Paul George yes. had one. Guy on Louisville in like the final four. Yeah, exactly. And it, they look real gruesome, but they're, he'll, he'll heal up fine. The problem is I will never recover. And all I did, <laughs> I didn't watch the video. I just saw a picture of the aftermath. And I don't, I don't, I don't need to see anybody's leg 180 degrees. Like the foot faces the same way as the other foot, not the opposite of the one foot. And I feel like this is something that we could uh, sort of determine who needs to be watched in our society. But we just sit people down and, go, and show them that video and just monitor, monitor their brain activity or have them in an MRI while it happens. And if there's like no, if nothing changes in your brain and you're just fine with it, that's cool. You haven't done anything yet, but we're just going to write your name down and we're going to put a little thing on your car and you're just going to have to check in with us every now and then. And those of us normal people with souls that are disgusted by it and haunted by it for the rest of our lives, we can just go on and be, we just get a stamp of like, get out of jail free next time card or anything that happens. (laughs) We always get the benefit of the doubt because we're human beings. Yeah, I I still remember. It must have been like five years ago watching the Final Four game because I think, or maybe it wasn't Final Four, but it was in the tournament. And I think the game was being played on Easter. I was at my mom's house, and like I still can picture that Louisville guy's leg, Kevin Ware, I think. Oh yeah, it was awful. Oh yeah, it was awful. I remember Thiesman's. Oh yeah, injury. I, I'm a Redskins fan, yes. and watching that as a little kid, and it was not good. And he, back then they showed it a bunch he was of times. not a, yeah. back then it was just assumed at the moment his career is over. Like now you think, all right, Hayward, they'll patch him up. He'll be back. But like back then, like doctors, they were slightly better than putting leeches on injuries, right. but they weren't much better no. back then. No. Yeah. That these a lot of these like Gail Sayers, he had just like a normal 
ACL tear for these days, right. but his career was ended because they had to go in, they had to get saws and uh, wire cutters and, you know, old timey, like civil war era, civil war battle. <laughs> Your fight on this surgery. wooden spoon. Yeah, exactly. And that was only like 40 <laughs> years ago. I know. 50 years ago. Like now it's crazy. Pretty soon they're going to, you're going to tear your knee and they're going to make it better. Like you're going to, it's going to be kind of like Tommy John's oh, almost. I was going to say the Tommy John yeah. surgery. It's, it's like a, a rite of passage yeah. for pitchers. Yeah. It's like, yeah, those, the, those dads are like forcing their kids to get it in, <laughs> you know, when they're 15. Um, I was at, I was yeah. at the game, uh, when Strasburg's elbow blew out. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Uh, and I, I was at the game and you could hear him scream as it happened. And everybody's like, Next day, they're like, well, he'll be better off for it. Yeah, exactly. It's a year and a half from now, he'll be in a better pitcher than he was before. That's that's how it goes. Um, what else? I had some. Oh, I, th- I yes. got something. Yes. Or do you want to discuss at the end so people can turn off? But are, are we going to discuss Dirty John? Now? Oh, let's. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's. If you have not. We talked about it last week. Episode 190. It's a pot. I hadn't listened to it yet. Yeah. And you hadn't you hadn't listened to it. But I know a lot of the listeners had a lot of people on Twitter have been discussing it with me. And I feel like if we don't talk about it, we're going to lose the momentum of it in terms of audience. So if you don't want it spoiled, because it does, you know, it's a, it's six episodes and it takes some twists and turns. And if you don't want to know about that, I'll time it. I'll, I'll time it. Yeah. I would say like, give it a few minutes. I don't know. Skip ahead. Um, yeah. So you listen to it. Two minutes, two minutes. You listen to it and you had thoughts, Ed, what are they? This was the 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 biggest collection of morons in in history. It, like, it wasn't to be like, all concentrated. Like every interview, except for like the random lawyer who was like trying to protect the dim-witted woman. Yeah. Like, and the cop who might have you know talk, described it. Everyone else is really stupid. Yeah. Like really stupid. Well, and that, one person was, was especially of, stupid. Oh yeah, the the well, I forget. Isn't it Shad? Shad? I well, I don't know. You've taken you, you don't like Shad, but he's First just like all, an ancillary character. Like he's not even no, no, really no. germane to the story. Very com- he talks so confidently, right? He's like, yeah. So I thought my aunt. I can't deal with this, and I I thought the guy was dangerous, you know? But we were going to have to cut her out of my life. Yes, He's talking, like, and he wasn't making sense. Nothing really connected. One sentence didn't go with the other one. Yeah, these aren't... It was like, he talks like a Mad Libs. These aren't a lot of people that have been invited to study at Oxford. Like, this is not (laughs) a... These are, like, some real Orange County simpletons (laughs) that this is happening to. But the wife... Has a ton of money. Just so you get. But if that, the journalist, as he's introducing yeah. it, he's trying to set the scene like it's normal. Yeah. You know, she's she's a very lovely woman. Right. Who has been divorced four times. Yeah, and that's an indicator. Goes, goes to evangelical churches. Yeah, it's very important that whoever she dates is a Christian. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. She's, she's not as strong a believer in. Uh, better for worse. I feel like that. you would have a better test, though. Like, if you were, say, for instance, like, I like the band Wilco, okay? Say that's my Christianity. And I, it was very important to me, I could only date somebody who also liked the band Wilco. 
I, when I met that person on match.com, I might be like, Hey, your profile said you love the band Wilco. What's your favorite album? What, how many shows have you been to? Like what's, uh, you know, what do you, are you a lyrics person? I don't know. I would have questions. Where are they from? And I feel like it's the same. If you, if you're really into Christianity and it's important to you to have someone else be into Christianity, you would be able to connect with them on that level instantaneously. Well, here's the not, problem. Not so much. If you're really into evangelical churches, by definition, you're really stupid and gullible. <laughs> I mean, I, yes. I don't know. Some people just need, some people there are, are. No, 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 no. Have their you're faith. about to say there are people who need faith in their That's, life. They, they do. Fine. <laughs> yes. Fine. Right. Evangelical. Like the people who are going to evangelical churches. Yeah. Those are the people that go a little bonkers. That are little, they're a little hardcore, a little intolerant. I, I see what you're saying. Yes. Um, Any, too much of, too much of time, anything the, the, is a problem. But, but at the same time of the people in my life, my mom goes to church all the time. And yes. if I had to pick one person in my life who would most likely be duped into something, it would be my mom. <laughs> Interesting. Like, Interesting. I think I think they go hand in hand. Is, and your, is your mom a listener the, by chance? She doesn't. Yeah, I would Edward, I I did not appreciate when you were talking about men's penises. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, shit, what was I gonna say? Oh well, how about when uh, you know on the campaign trail, when they somebody asked like, "Hey, what's your favorite passage of the Bible?" Trump Trump was like, "All of them. Yeah, right. Love it. Yeah, the whole thing." Yes, like, exactly. You can, you can pull that off, and that's what that's what Dirty John did. Dude, he just yes. everything. But, but can you Trump didn't pull it off. I would say that Trump and Dirty John cut from the same cloth, like similar yes. similar brain function. Like when these two guys die, if we cut open their heads and have a look at their brains and compare them, <laughs> we would have it's some gonna, similar. It's gonna be like the CTE thing, right. like how Dave Dewerson and Junior Seau's brain look the same. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, go but on. it was the only problem. I, I really enjoyed it while I was listening it was to it. Very, it was very well produced. It was it, very it compelling. Was like good reporter went to work. It was, I mean, that, that's, that's the great thing about a great, like great journalism. That guy went to work and made these simpletons, you know, broke it down and made it, made it interesting. He got all the interviews and it was kind of like everyone was really into S town. And that was a, that was a well-produced thing and sort of an interesting story, but no payoff. Like the payoff in S town, the sort of payoff came in like the third episode. And then it went on four more episodes where you're expecting something to happen. You're going to find out some news and, and be really like, um, satisfied. And it, and it never came. This one, very satisfying well, ending. Well, I, yes and no. Oh my I god! I would say satisfying at the time, but with with a few days separated from that podcast and having six months from S Town, yeah. I think the stakes are lower when people are this stupid and unredeemable. Yeah, but I mean, like you, you have somebody who who really their entire life. One of them, their entire life revolved around The Walking Dead, yeah. and. Well. <laughs> She's like, very young. She had zo- she had zombie kits. She's the heroine, like that. Ed. That's the the whole. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the whole, whole basis for her oh, ability to to be I called into action. Right. The ability to think was never part of it. Right. The ability to attack zombies. She was um, a- she was able to act instinctively though, Ed. The, and the sometimes that's more low. important. 
when you're talking about the first season of Serial, the stakes, we, we, you had a, 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 like a gifted high school senior right. girl being murdered. Right. And that was a mystery. Right. Yeah. Uh, S-Town, it wasn't as like dramatic an ending, but it gave you a real look into a, a community run over by capitalism. You saw like just... Just downtrodden, slice down of life. It was, yeah. it was interesting. Like yeah. it gave me more perspective. Yeah. When I walked away from this one after like the excitement wore off, I was like, well, "Who the fuck did I just listen to? Right. These people are all fucking dolts." Yeah, but it was so. But you were entertained. It, yes, it's it's a popcorn movie, a podcast, totally, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I I very much enjoyed it. I'm shockingly like took place. All within everything that happened in that show podcast took place within like 10 miles of where I live and work. You know, it's like all around me. I never I didn't read the story in the newspaper. I didn't know anything about that story. And it was very, very interesting. And yeah, like not super intelligent. Although I will say this. People like Dirty John who are diabolical sociopaths, psychopaths. They have an innate ability to find these kinds of people. They just you know where's a good a good place to find those type of people? Match.com. Church. Yeah. Well, there you go. Evan- evangelical churches. He knew who to target. He knew how the right kind of person, and he found a mark, an easy mark, such an easy mark that even after she he basically threatened to murder her entire family. She moved back in with him. And then when that didn't work out, and she was really trying to end it after she bought him a house in Henderson, Nevada to send him away to, she was in the <laughs> she was in the process. It was like Napoleon's exile. They sent him to Henderson, yeah, Nevada. She was in the process, <laughs> and she gave him 10 grand. And she's in the process of trying to obtain a restraining order. And she goes and spends the fucking night at the, like, yeah. how, many, how many times do you have to be told? Uh, our, our very own fancy sauce, who probably should have taken part in this. She, That's why I wondered if we should wait till the end. Yeah, she did a deep dive on this Dirty John. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll rally back into it because she has some more info. She, you know, she gets, she's really into all the true crime. She did a deep dive and, into a Facebook group, a Dirty John Facebook group, where I guess the wife... Deborah was there to defend herself. And she's like, she's like, things are quote embellished. I mean, there's her own right, interview. The guy showed up in hospital scrubs at like a black tie party. And yeah. she's like, well, he's a hard worker. Yes. Well, we've already found out he's not a doctor. Oh, it's, well, uh, okay. Well, that could be explained. He was an anesthesiologist that was always going to work and yet brought in no money, had no car, <laughs> had no possessions. And that didn't and seem weird to you. Yeah. Yes, he had, he had dirty scrubs that he wore all the time. And then when you put a camera in the house, now when if you feel like you need to put a camera in the house to watch your babysitter or your spouse, it's just just don't even worry about the camera. Just get rid of the person. That's it. Right. It, same as when you're like reading through texts, you know what you're gonna find. Yeah, exactly. Yes. If you're if you, you got it, if you have that intuition, listen to it. It's called the gift of fear. If someone, if you have that feeling about somebody, <laughs> if you go to step on an elevator and you go, that guy in that elevator looks kind of scary, 
don't rationalize it to yourself and go, oh, I'm being an asshole or I'm, uh, you know, not, I'm not a thoughtful person. I'm being a jerk. Just wait for the next elevator. It's that simple. And the same goes when you meet a <laughs> Or when your daughter says, uh, your new boyfriend scares me. Yes. We know he's a liar and he's been threatening me a lot. You yes. don't say, well, let's see if we can all work this yeah, out. That's, her entire family said that. <laughs> like everybody, yes, as dumb as even they were. Even dumb Shad. Yes, even dumb Shad was sniffed this guy out right away. Speaking yeah, of, my ad. I don't know. Speaking I, of that. I think so. Speaking of that. Also, she did in the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Her sister was murdered by her husband and her mother instantly forgave him and testified oh, yeah. on his behalf. And he, he only went to jail for like nine months. Yeah. Again, that was like family of dumbs. You don't get much of a chance after that. I will say this of the daughters. Oh yeah. I haven't even looked at what these people look we like. We don't know what they look like. I've seen. So I've, I mean, I may have done some research. I've seen Tara, uh, the walking dead enthusiast on good. Um, Okay. Not like exceptionally beautiful. She's got some assets. Do we have a last name? What are, what are we looking I think for? That, I think, Just but well, because I think she had so many husbands. I think the kids might have different last names. I don't know. I think her name's the mother's called Deborah Newell. But the one daughter, the uh, the daughter that's got a safe for all her Birkin bags. According to Fancy Sauce, a Birkin bag cost twenty thousand dollars, and one of her daughters they lived in a penthouse. Um, and she had a safe where she kept several of her Birkin bags. Jacqueline, I would like to know more about her. If anybody's done a deep dive on Jacqueline, I'd just like to see a picture, know what she's up to. She has a, she has an older daughter who I noticed and she wasn't, I don't think she was on the podcast except for on one episode. Yeah. She was like, she's like Chuck Cunningham. Right. Yeah. She showed up and was gone. Um, I did see that the older daughter and I share Facebook friends, but nothing on the, I'm, I'm mostly interested in the middle daughter, Jacqueline. If anybody knows anything about that. Oh, I'm just, John Meehan. I mean, yeah. I, I know at the end it was a little different, but he was huge. He's a big guy and he was good looking. Like it yeah, was good looking. I could see, I could see Deborah being pretty good looking back in the day. I yeah, mean, she's she, good looking for Totally agree. Totally agree. She's for a 60 year old woman. I mean, remember when we were kids? Yeah, like a, like, yeah 60, 60 was like was the golden girl. Yeah, like 60 years. Like those, a lot of those golden girls weren't even 60 when they were making that show. This 60 was old as shit back then. And now these days, we take a little bit better care of ourselves. Some people pray and go to church a lot and get married. And they look a little better. The mom looks pretty good. She probably birthed some good looking offspring. Anyway, yeah, Dirty John, you guys should definitely check that out. Uh, what, what, uh, let's, let's see if I have anything else before we get into it. I had some, I had some notes. I'm not sure what I did with them. I emailed, uh, oh, two things. Somebody on our Patreon mentioned this, so I had to go listen. Uh, Bill Simmons interviewed Bob Costas and they spent like the first 10 minutes talking about the Conrad versus Kaplan Oh, geez. Patriot, not our show, but they discussed the same video that we remarked on last week in our uh, our Patreon show. So you should, you should definitely check that out, Conrad versus Kaplan. Check out the video on YouTube or it's on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Baller Lifestyle. And recommendation, I'm sure you've probably already watched it, but I just checked in with it this week. I watched Norm MacDonald's most recent 
uh, Netflix special. Oh yeah, it's good. It's so good. It's oh, just it's, really good. it's just because you you see him on talk shows, and his thing now is to kind of like take you for a ride. So he'll tell like a three minute joke that's you're really like in gets really involved and has a lot to a lot of details, and that and at the end it'll have a really stupid punchline, and it's funny for him. He enjoys just taking you on that ride and then giving you no payoff at all. And, and he says, by God. Yeah, he's, yeah, he does. He's got a real way of speaking. And I've, great. I've seen people that have seen him do stand up recently and that he he'll just go up and just like do old like street jokes from the 50s just to see how people react. Like it's almost like he gets bored and tries to lo- lose the audience because that kind of stuff is just funny to him. So you you wonder like how much of his is how much of his heart is in doing comedy. And then I watch that special and he's just such a fucking machine. He's just, he is. it's just so easy for him to be so fucking funny. I had to keep pausing it because I was watching by myself and I was just laughing so fucking hard for so long. I would miss long sections. So Norm recommendation, Brian and Ed recommend Norm Macdonald, Hitler's dog on Netflix. Definitely check it out. Did I tell you the time I saw him at a club in New York, like, I don't know, four or five years ago no. with a buddy, yeah. and uh, he just came out and he was like slurring words and not, and really incoherent really? For, for like five to ten minutes. It was like a long time, and people started to walk, and then he just snapped right out of it, and he goes, nah, I don't even drink. Yeah. I just wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> see? You're like, what? Yeah, that is, that is what he does. He's such a weirdo that he wants to sort of test people's boundaries all the time. Um, you want? Let's do some email. You ready? All right, let's do it. Dollars. I'm sure I'm not the only hashtag hero that would purchase some merch. I'd love to represent by wearing a Kate's Plate avocado T-shirt or a Snake Guy fanny pack. Who wouldn't? I'm sure the list of options could be expanded on by the thousands and thousands of listeners of this great podcast. Should we be keeping an eye open for this in the future? Love the show, Ben906. We will take that under advisement. Ben. What is Kate's plate avocado toast? Uh, well, was that, did that come up on the show? I don't know. I don't think that it did, but Kate has a side Instagram account, and you would love this, Ed where it's just pictures of food that she's prepared. Food pictures. Yeah, so it's called Kate's Plates. You want you want to get out your phone and just t- look this uh, up? I, I have a good memory. Just, okay. just go ahead. Kate's Plates, and it's just pictures of food. She puts it on her Kate's mm-hmm. Plates. Uh, so, yeah, we, we've definitely talked about this. Mark the Nomad once sent me, like, a mock-up uh, that he did with, that was just our logo, and it said, like, the baller lifestyle, dong-centric which I thought was pretty funny. He's like, I would wear the shirt and it is a pretty good idea, but I, I definitely have a, a crippling fear of spending $400 on t-shirts and yeah, yeah. ending up with $378 worth of t-shirts in my garage. Um, but it's, I don't know, a lot of podcasts what, do do very well in the t-shirt game. That's for sure. What I would love is yeah. I would love for somebody to sponsor a little league team in our honor. 
Oh yeah, that would be great. I would love to see a picture of yeah. a squad wearing the yeah. Baller Lifestyle podcast or BallerLifestyle.com. Oh, that would be amazing. And and some towns it's reasonable. Like it's like fifty bucks in some towns. Like, yeah. It's not it's not in Hoboken. I looked into it just at for the joke of it, but right. uh, no, it was substantial. Yeah, I think it's at least in my kid's little league or when he was in little league, because it was one of those sponsored style, like the teams didn't have team names. They were just called like a local business and bad news bear style. And I think it was like 1200 bucks or something. Like it wasn't, it was a, it was a pretty big ask. Yeah. I think ours is like a thousand. Something yeah. Like yeah. I believe you. Uh, we will take it under advisement, Ben, though. It's definitely something we'd like to do. Here's another one. Hey, B and E since it's coming up soon, when was the last time you dressed up for Halloween and what was it? That's from Francis and Glendale, 39, U.S. American. Francis, I met you one time and I would have guessed you were a lot younger than that. 39 years old, really? I met you Maybe. probably. I met you he probably, was going as a younger man. I guess. I met him probably like five years ago and I would have guessed he was probably about, I don't know, 29 then. Uh, so good for you, Francis. Uh, Ed, you, I feel like you dress up every year. What's, uh, I so do when I take the kids trick or treating. Yes. So I, what, whatever you well, were last year, a couple, couple, couple years ago, I, Michelle wasn't too pleased, but, uh, I had the boys and I be the BC boys of the, uh, intergalactic video. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah. The, yeah. It was pretty, it's pretty sweet rolling Love out. It. But then, like, you know, Michelle wanted me to, like, dress in some sort of theme last year. And I just, we had to go to a costume party, like, around the same time, or dressed in, like, 80s or something. And so I dressed as Prince Akeem from from uh, Coming to America. Oh, and so that's then I, really funny. And uh, it was a pretty sweet costume. And so then I just wore that, like, a few weeks later while trick-or-treating with my kid. This yeah, this year. I got. I found the great Colt Forty Five T-shirt that Spicoli wears at the end of yes. Times. Oh, my buddy Silk has that shirt. Yeah, and so I just got a Spicoli wig, and I already have the checkerboard van. So it's gonna be Spicoli. Perfect. That's a good one. Um, I don't. You know, my I'm divorced, mm-hmm. and my ex-wife has kind of co-opted uh, Halloween as her holiday. Which I'm kind of fine with because a lot of times it's on a school night and she has sort of a better neighborhood for trick or treating and it's like more near their friends and stuff. So I don't really care. So I don't really, I haven't dressed up in a long time. It's probably been about 20 years. I think we recently discussed my Magnum costume where people also mistook me for um, Mario. Yeah, that's unacceptable. Mario for, Brothers. That's did, that's on them. Did he wear a, no, did he wear a Hawaiian shirt and a fucking never. Detroit Tigers hat? Exactly. I mean, I get the uh, mustache. But I overall, like yeah, I think if if I weren't if I wasn't with my kids, like I'd just hand out candy or whatever. Like yes, I don't need yes. it. Yes. No, I totally but, understand. And you know, M- Michelle, I don't know if I'd really think one way or the other taking them trick or treating if I would get dressed up. But since Michelle said it, I was like, "All right, so I'll I'll just dress as whatever the fuck I find find funny." Yeah. But I think the least cool thing is if like you go to a costume party or something and you're the guy not dressed up. You got to do it. 
You got to like, do it. Just Everybody's dressed up. You got to go do for it. it. Like, don't you're not you're never going to yeah. be cool being the not dressed you, up guy. You know, you attract more attention that way. If you want to attract attention to yourself, be the not dressed up guy. Um, I think the last time I dressed up was probably about 20 years ago. And I was John McEnroe. So I had like the short sh- shorts on. I had the wooden racket. I had like uh, old those old school Adidas with my socks pulled up real high and like, you know, like a tight you have that headband tight polo shirt on. Yeah. And then I, ha- I think my hair was kind of long. So I just kind of like froed out my hair and did a headband. That's and perfect. I, and then I was at a party and I got in a fight with my girlfriend and I ended up doing like a um like a real theatrical destruction of the tennis racket like on the ground. Um <laughs> so You say I, you I was, cannot be serious? Yeah, I may have. I was I was pretty drunk. Uh but you know, I'm I'm certain that at some point I will dress up again. I just just not this year. It's a Tuesday night. The last couple of years I think I've gone to the movies. I do that thing where I put out the I put the bowl of candy <laughs> and then out. you just and then yeah. one kid just dumps it yeah in one bag. i'm sure one kid takes it but it's like i did the thing and then everyone and one else comes by can see a he's left the bowl like somebody's gotten to the right. bowl he's left the we bowl. can't egg his house at least he tried exactly uh okay ed speaking of people that are masquerading at something else mm-hmm. what's going on with mrs roger goodell well, yeah, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell rightfully takes a beating from his constant missteps. And, uh, you know, everybody except for the football owners seem to seem to hate him. Yeah. 33 but million ha- bucks a year he makes. Right. But he mm-hmm. does have one frequent defender on Twitter lately. The Twitter handle at for argument. And mm-hmm. the username is Jones Smith. And there's no avatar uh, or no. followers. Yeah. But anytime a, a Goodell detractor in the media spouts off, uh, at for argument, will fire back. Uh, on September 26th, Pro Football Talk, talk uh, tweeted, it was on the commissioner to solve the anthem issues. Right away, at for argument responded, please do a better reporting. He's already doing this. You are behind. And there were many more interactions like this until the account was deleted. But who was behind it? Well, Wall Street Journal did some digging, and what do you know? It was former Fox News anchor and wife of current commissioner Jane Skinner Goodell. Now, Brian, um, yeah, we all know the world needs to improve when it comes to treatment and inclusion of women. However, is there anything worse than a mouthy broad? No, no, there isn't. I'm trying. I'm putting myself in the position of Jane Skinner Goodell because I'm a married guy. And my wife works, and a lot of times she comes home and tells me about her day. And I'd listen, listen to how her day went, and then sometimes it was good, sometimes it was not as good, but then as soon as I'm finished hearing about her day, I I move on from whatever happened in her day. And I can only imagine if she uh, made $33 million a year, I might be slightly more interested in how her day went and more <laughs> sort of more um, invested in her career and how that $33 million would keep coming in. But I most certainly would not make a Twitter account to go online and defend her against her enemies. Like, 
any, if you have a job that pays you that much money, people are going to take shots. Like there's, you're always going to have, even if you're not a celebrity, when you make that kind of money, yes, your people are coming for you. Yes. If you have a big fucking corner office in Manhattan and you're looking at central park and you fucking have a high powered job, a stressful job, and you're well compensated, there are people that are going to have problems with you. And that's just how it is. This guy's a high-profile person. He could be, like, people hate the Pope. People hate any anybody that you can name. There's a whole bunch of people that hate that person. There's a, there's a website uh, that focuses only on advertising. And, like, if you have a decent job in advertising, totally. there are people anonymously taking shots at you. Oh, like, they've taken shots. Yes. One time, one time it was promoted that Michelle's husband had a new book out, and somehow I took oh, a shot good. there. Oh, so <laughs> fucked up. I mean, people will take shots at anyone. So, for fucking Roger Goodell, like, and think of how much money, like, they cannot spend yeah. a- enough money to go broke at this point. He's been at no. this for so fucking long. Honestly, I'd be like, he's made so much money. I'd be like, honey, like, it's, you're in your 50s, you know? Like, we got plenty of dough. How about we just, like, chill? Like, go on he's golf He's been trips. at it for, like, it's got to be 10 years now. Yeah. Close to it. And he was some fucking big-time lawyer before that, like. Yeah. It's not like he, uh, he was at zero when he started. Yeah. His, so his wife, I've Googled her. She used to be a news reporter. Fox News. Fox sort of. News. Well, yeah, but she probably worked or, you know, she probably did the local circuit and whatnot. Right. And whatnot. And here's, there's a picture of her in a bathing suit. And she kind of, I don't, but I don't know if this is really her. And I'm not, I can't really like invest the time to figure it out. Uh, she kind of has that news reporter hair uh, with the bangs and whatnot. Uh, but she, she's not that bad. Like, it's good for Roger Goodell. Like, he's got a pretty nice looking wife. She's obviously real into him. Just quit, dude. Like, it's enough already. You made enough money. You're set. Time to move on, dude. Just go do something else. He's good looking, but where's the bathing suit picture? I don't, I don't know. It's like halfway down. There. If, you do, if you Google image Jane Skinner Goodell. No, you went the full name. Well, I just like to cut and paste from the story. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure that's her. Uh, it's probably not. You know what? I'm seeing a... Um, Oh, I'd see it. Belly, I'd see it. Belly button piercing. No, that's not her. That's not her. It says that's somebody named Jane Skinner. I oh, think she might be so. Oh. Now that's a porn star. Oh, it is? <laughs> There's a porn star called Jane Skinner? Brammyonline.pl. That sounds like a porn. I don't know if we're li- Oh, right, the site. Hey, what do I know? I'm just getting up to date on these things. Uh, either way, like, just relax. And... Also, you're going to get caught eventually. Like if you if you get any traction out of your fake Twitter account defending your husband, like people are going to figure out it's you. So just it's it's a no-win situation. Don't do it. What else is going on, Ed? A 27-year-old guy in Vero Beach, Florida was hospitalized with second and three-degree burns after setting himself on fire when he lost a bet on Sunday's Packers-Cowboys game. Per the local Sebastian Daly, the man reportedly had a bet with his wife in which the supporter of the losing team would have to burn their jersey. Cowboys lost 35-31, so the guy went outside to burn his jersey. He told deputies he was drunk and tried to put the jersey on while it was still burning. Oh, no. Family members 
pulled the jersey off the man at the Vero Beach residence and rushed him to the Indian River Medical Center. A witness told the paper skin was ha- hanging off his arm and back. Oh, my God. Now, Brian, which is this story more of? A Florida man story or a Cowboys fan story? It's a good question. Is it, can it be both? Can it be Florida? It's like a hybrid, like a Florida yeah. Cowboys fan. It's Cowboys like exponential. Cowboys fans take that shit real seriously. I've never understood like taking something you own and an asset, if you will. I mean, to use the term loosely and destroying it because you hate what it represents. You ever heard of eBay, dude? I saw on um, eBay or just give it away to like the homeless. I mean, they, they wouldn't be quite as upset about the Cowboys if they had a nice shirt to wear. Exactly. Um, A Jersey. I saw one of those sad sack, you know, fat white guy, you know, 58 year old white guys burning his shit after the, the knee protest thing. Yeah. And it was a Redskin fan. And the dude, the dude had like, he probably had like 20 different things he was That's burning. Yeah. And I was thinking like a few weeks later, I mean, if, if that guy had that much shit, he probably didn't have much going on in life. No. So all he had for the Redskins and like, they have like just one protest thing. And now like, he's probably got nothing to do now. Yeah. It's his, it's, it's kind of, he's kind of like a similar to Ragnar or right. fireman Ed. Like, you can take that stand, but ultimately or, you have nowhere to go. Yeah, or Boltman. Like, you're real into this thing. And so now you're, you've been slightly insulted. And I'm just, just playing devil's advocate here because really you haven't been insulted at all. And you're just going to quit the thing you love the most. You just, I don't feel like you didn't think that one through, Redskins guy. Here's the other thing that always drives me crazy when they burn the shit. These are not natural fibers. Like you burn a jersey. Those it's jerseys, not good. those jerseys are made of nylon. They just start to melt and they're going to get all over whatever you're burning them on. It's not just like, doesn't like turn into ash and just float away. It turns into toxic sludge that melts all over your driveway or your lawn. <laughs> yeah. And you're inhaling it. You might've lost yes. eight months off your life because yes. you wanted to make a statement on fucking Mark Sanchez. Right. Just, just let it go. Um, speaking of Florida man, oh wait, no, not Florida no. man. It's, well, it's, yeah, same difference. Um, what's going on with Dookie? With one of those good, like, yeah, like they they have. I mean, you've honest, heard those those students. They love to chant safety school at other yeah. schools. Like they they are strictly into the academics with their team. Absolutely. What's going on with Jaleel Okafor? Well, there was a, I think it was SB Nation profile of uh, Jaleel Okafor, and it opened with a curious fact. Okafor has been known to take a train from Philadelphia to Manhattan just to catch a flick or two at the IPIC. Now, Brian, considering the IPIC is in lower Manhattan... Even if Okafor lived inside of Philadelphia's Penn Station and timed it perfectly, <laughs> it's going to take him over two hours to get to the movies each way. <sighs> so the question is, what's the sadder thing to have happened at Philly's Penn Station? Okafor using it to go to the movies in New York City? Or when that little Amish boy witnessed a murder and witnessed? <laughs> um, it's a beautiful train station, by the way. I do, I do enjoy it. 
I um I got a movie theater like four minutes from my house, and a lot of times I just can't work out a time that it's just works to go to a movie. You know, it's just like you really, you really. There's one at five, and that's like too close to whatever you're doing in the afternoon. Or there's one at seven thirty, which is too fucking close to when you're going to be too tired at the theater. You you really need one to be at like six or five thirty, and you so then you end up just not going to the movies. Imagine you had to do a two hour commute to go see Big Hero Six, <laughs> or yeah, like, yeah, and Philadelphia. It's a major city. Like there's really there's theaters big. there. Yeah, <laughs> like everywhere. Also, he's huge. And I know I've done some train. I do the Amtrak sometimes. And it's like, I know you can pay a little extra to get your own seat. So you don't just have to randomly find one to sit in. Uh, But it's still traveling when you're six feet 11 or whatever that guy is. It seems like you would want to avoid any kind of mass transit if you could, because it's just hard being that big and having to duck under everything. You've got your big ass elbows going everywhere and your knees and your stuck in your seat like it would be uncomfortable to sit in a train seat for two hours it's not like they're just gonna let you lie on the floor to be comfortable with your big old body yeah, yeah that would be real comfortable too i i'd like to think like maybe next year at this time a story comes out where he likes to take the greyhound bus to maine to get his seafood he's, he's like what, what's the big deal i really love lobster rolls i like lo- i like lobster now i'll be honest I sort of, I mean, I don't get them confused, but it is confusing because there's two of them on the same team. I yeah, the, the the failed Okafor is on the team, right? Well, uh, no, oh yeah, no, Emeka, right? Emeka? I think What's he's he? trying to make a comeback. With he's got to have been in the league like ten years by now, right? It's well, been I think a while. he went. I think he went to the D League, but I thought oh, no. I just read he's making a, a comeback. No, they got so two, there might be a third Okafor. Well, they had two big men. They had three big men: Nerlens Noel. From Kentucky, he got he got traded, right? Yeah, he's on Dallas now. I've Joel discovered. Embiid. They got Joel Embiid, and they got Jaleel Okafor, who's like a, basically like the same guy to me, except Joel Embiid is better, but he never plays because he's always hurt. And then he just got a sweet extension, yeah. even though he's played a maximum of thirty games yeah. in a season. He just got like maxed years. out, and he's got bad feet, which is like the number one worst thing for a big man to have because they just <laughs> it's just too much stress on those bones on their. Feet. Just think about out of eighty two games, he played like thirty one last year, and that was a career yeah. high. But he's the one that's kind of funny on Twitter. Like he kind of gets oh, it. He's like he's he's really good. Yeah. but He's also broken. And he's like from Africa or something. Like he's one of those guys that's been. He was playing. like hitting on somebody famous, right? Yeah. Was it that um, Kardashian? I think he might have been hitting on. And they're um, like, she's married to Kanye. It wasn't that like, one porn star that like outs every guy for sliding in. No, her. that's that's Mia Khalifa. Mia in Khalifa. DC. Oh, we really pulled that name quickly, Ed. Wasn't that wasn't hard? For you <laughs> we talked about that. her last week. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You're right. Uh, okay. And also, I, I checked her out. Yeah, she's not. She's very. She's got a, Ethnic. She, yeah, she's ethnic. Good shape. Good shape. I think we talked about her on the show, and it's like kind of like one of the. She's kind of a distance chick where you see her from a distance. Good. Good from far, far from good. Where you're like, whoa. And then you get a little closer, and you're like, eh. But she's got a really nice body. 
very well put together. And if she would like to come on the show, I believe she's transitioning to sports. She, I just read the reason why I know about her because I read the the posts all the time. Oh, yeah, the articles. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, right. (laughs) Seriously. Mm -hmm. She, no, it, it was just announced like in the last week. She and Gilbert Arenas are doing a podcast together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's the smart one, though. Well, the, right? the, the funny thing is they said, uh, yeah, the irony of the story is to get his uh, credibility back, he's, uh, he's doing a sports podcast with a reformed porn star. Right. Exactly. Like, she, you, could t- you know she's the smart one because she did porn, and he went to the University of Arizona. So I think that's <laughs> also his... Wasn't his dad Huggy Bear? Did we determine? Was uh, I wrong no, about that? No, you keep that's that's uh, Justin Fargus. Oh right, why do I think that about Gilbert Arenas? You just think they all he's, look the same. He's from <laughs> no, that's not true. He's <laughs> he's from L.A. I think his he's somehow he's somehow no, Huggy Bear's son was a USC. Yes, running back? Justin Fargus. He was on the Raiders too, but the but. But Gilbert Arenas is an L.A. guy, so I think he has some connection to the entertainment business, notwithstanding his podcast with a porn star. And speaking of famous people, remember? Um, I didn't know this guy was still alive. Me too. I thought he died. Jim Baker. Yeah. Also, he's didn't he? So Jim Baker was this dude in the eighties, and he was one of those real shady. Uh, like there was a stretch. Yeah. There was a stretch in like, let's say 88. Oh yeah. And then like three of these guys got pinched for, for just blatantly robbing. Oh, my favorite was this guy, Robert. Sex scandals. Robert Tilton. They're all back by the way. All the ones that got like outed, they all came back except Jimmy Swagger, RIP. But there's one, my favorite was this guy, Robert Tilton. And he, if you Google him, he looks like he could be, Joel Osteen's dad. Like they have like a similar vibe, like similar hair, Southern accent. It's like a real style. And he had, he does look like Osteen. Yeah. He had this thing and he got outed because he was, um, taking money from people. Cause what they used to do back in the day is they would take money for miracles. They'd be like, if you want success in your life, Send me a thousand dollars, and that's and then God and then I'll pray for you. I'll I'll use that money for good, and I'll pray for you, and you get good things will happen for you. But this guy, he got success in life was his his show. Yeah. The, so this guy Robert Tilton, the IRS came from him, came from him, <laughs> and they were like, "Hey, you've been saying you've been using this money for this, but really, you've been using it." For, to get um, plastic surgery. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. He's like, all my followers, they sent me their prayer cards. And I was so immersed in their prayer cards, I would just be cover my body in their prayer cards so I could pray for all these people. And the ink from the prayer cards. No. <laughs> I swear to God, I couldn't make this up. <laughs> The ink from the prayer cards affected my face, and I had to have a surgery to my face because I had ink injuries from from my followers' prayer cards. It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good one. There's, but there's been all sorts. Peter Pocklington, he's a famous one. He's back. They're all back. Uh, and Jim Baker, he was one. He and his wife, his wife dead. 
that I know for sure. Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye. She had the the mascara. She had the mascara. She had the. She looked like she had some ink issues with her makeup. And this, they were outed. They remember Jessica Hahn was like their. Um, she like worked in the church, and as I recall, she was like she was like banging this Jim Baker guy. But yep. also, also I think Jim Baker was also like doing gay shit too. Was he? I'm not sure. I feel because now I look at him and he's now he's been rebirthed and he's back and he's he's got a real gay an older gay man's look to him with the <laughs> it does. Real, he looks like his name is Gabriel. Yeah, with like a real um like trim like very tightly cropped beard and the closely yeah, shorn Yeah, he looks like uh, uh who's the uh the tennis guy? Uh, uh the Brad, NBC Brad tennis guy. The gay tennis Oh, Bud, he's dead too. Bud Bud uh what the fuck? <laughs> yes, him, Bud, the guy with the plaid pants. Right? <laughs> yeah, I googled Bud and it Bud popped tennis. up Bud Bud tennis dies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bud Collins. Bud Collins. Yeah. I'm a huge tennis fan, by the way. Uh, so anyway, this, this, uh, this Jim Baker, he's back and he's doing a show and I don't know what channel it's on or what's, but you can find it. You know, these, uh, these Christian evangelists, they always, you know, talk. who could find it? Oh. The woman with five ex-husbands. Oh yeah, she could. Hey, these televangelists always like, are like the, the, Jews control the media, the liberal elite media, and they're always bitching about this shit. Meanwhile, they all have their own channel 24 hours a day. Like they're like, the Jews yep. control everything. You have a fucking whole channel that's broadcast included without even asking. It's on everybody's cable and you could say whatever you want all the time. So don't, no one controls anything when you got your own channel. The saddest moments of my childhood even worse than my parents' divorce was when I tuned yeah. in, like found the TV guide and it said the 700 club. I was like, yeah. that sounds like sports. Sounds like and then sports. tuned it in. You're like, oh, he's that's the sports. worst. That's Pat Robertson. Nothing worse than if you woke up too early on a Saturday morning and it was like pre cartoons oh, yeah. and it's fucking Davy and Goliath. They tried to jam that down. It's like the only thing that sort of resembled a cartoon because it was claymation. And yeah. you're like, I guess. And you, you, you try to force yourself to make it work. Yeah. You're like, ah, maybe, maybe it won't be such a like a heavy-handed bummer. No, it sucked. That fucking dog was a real bummer. So was Davy. Gee, Davy, why isn't Paul baptized? Yeah, yeah there's you're all, like, wow, what is this? There's always a real lesson in there that you yeah. didn't, you weren't looking to get. Anyway, yeah. Art Cloaky with his fucking heavy-handed bullshit. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, this Jim Baker, he's got a direct line to God and I'm not sure, maybe somebody could get back to us on the gay stuff with him. I mean, he definitely was fucking Jessica Hahn and this was before Sam Kinison paid for Jessica Hahn to get hot. Like this is, this is. Oh yeah. She was, she was, she was like uh trashy. Looking. Yeah. This is gap tooth perm Jessica Hahn. But this, um, this Jim Baker, his deal is he's, he's, um, God has told him that he's going to smite his enemies. So if you're, if you're anti Jim Baker, you might want to get right with yourself because, uh, he knows he's had a conversation with God. And he said, he said, 
If you don't want to hear it, just shut me off, especially you folks that monitor me every day and try to destroy me. People are out to get him. Just go away. You don't have to be there. You don't have to hear it. But one day you're going to shake your fist in God's face and you're going to say, God, why didn't you warn me? And he's going to he's going to say, you sat there and you made fun of Jim Baker all those years. (laughs) I warned you. You didn't listen. Ed, should we be concerned that Jim Baker may actually be right just based on the fact that he spells his name Baker with two Ks? Yeah. It it should be Backer. Backer. Baker. Yeah. Tell me it's it Baker. Baker. He he's so sleazy looking. Like the back in the day. Now he just like you said, he looks like an older gay man. Uh back in the day, he had just the the sleaziest looking uh, you know, cheap suit, really, like, he really had that phony smile. He, he was, slicked it up. He was so, like, just, he was, he was greasier than Patino. Yes. Like, he had a, just a totally. really terrible, he was worse than Swagger. He was the worst of all, I think. Um, yeah, Well, no, no, the, Roberts, Robertson's the worst of all. Yeah, because, well, because, Robertson fall fall well sorry <laughs> there's too many of them no Rob fall well what but fall well didn't didn't have the TV show I don't think he no was just allowed that. yeah he's a huge piece of shit Robertson's the worst though because he sort of like plays it straight like he's not just necessarily like preaching the word and asking for your money no he's, he acts like he's ponderous right like he's, about yeah he's like a he's like the set himself up as an authority caused Katrina. <laughs> Um, you know who was another one that was one of my favorites was old um, Benny Hinn. Do you remember him? Benny Are you Hinn. Talking about Benny Hill? No. <laughs> no, he was one of my favorites. Benny Hill. I used to <laughs> when I was. A, I used to watch that coming of age. And it was like, oh, let me just watch this pasty fat guy run around and pinch the asses of chicks in bikinis for some reason. Oh, I love that show. I would, I would go. I would ride my bike over to my buddy. Sal's house when I was in high school and we would get really stoned and then Benny Hill would come on at 11 o'clock I think and I would jump on my bike and ride home because I didn't want to stay sit there and watch Benny Hill with him because then it would be too late for me to ride home so I would ride my bike home quickly get home turn on Benny Hill stoned and then call my buddy Sal and we would just sit there with the uh, phones to our ears and go <laughs> <laughs> like beavers and butthead. Yeah, just sit there and just laugh. <laughs> I'm not there's no really way talk. that show holds up. <laughs> it really, there's no really way. can't. I'm sure it's on YouTube, but it was pretty sick. But there was a guy, he was around here. This is the guy that healed. He was a healer. He healed. Remember when um, Evander Holyfield took a break from having illegitimate kids to make a comeback? And they found out yeah. he had a hole in his heart. He went, yeah. he went to this guy, Benny Hinn. And Benny Hinn, like, he used to, like, push on somebody and they'd fall back. He'd do that move. Oh, yeah. Very, it was, like, a very intense. Because these guys used to heal. They don't really heal anymore. This Benny Hinn healed him from the hole in his heart. But I see this Benny Hinn, his empire fell apart. But he still has an office just right near where I live. And I, dro- I drove by there the other day just accidentally. And it was just like real sad and like kind of decrepit and only like one car in the parking lot. And there was like big regal gates out front. And, but you could tell like the gates didn't really work anymore. And it just, just <laughs> felt re- felt a little bad for the Benny Hinn Ministries. Well, 
I just Googled him. He's Great got hair. the full yeah. uh, Bond villain jacket. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He's got like the 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 collarless, you know, buttoned up to the top, weird like Blofeld kind of look, or Doctor Evil like. Yeah, he's got that look going. Yeah, he had he had a lot of sick looks. Uh, okay, quickly because this is I've been we've been accused of going too long, and also my Dodgers are playing, and I don't have a view of the TV. I'm watching. Um, do I want to know? It's the wind's blowing out. Well, give me a score. Do it. They have two solo shots. The Cubs have one. Two to one. Ethier and I don't know. Who I else. knew Ethier was going to homer tonight. I knew it. Okay. Quickly. Ed, some dude in Orlando, Florida man, had sued the city of Orlando and they owe him. Almost forty grand, thirty-seven and a half thousand dollars, because they arrested him, and they found what they believe to be meth in his car. That seems reasonable for Orlando. Only to determine later that it was actually donut crumbs. <laughs> this I don't know if it was. John Oliver or maybe Samantha B did a thing about this not that long ago where they just like those test kits that cops oh, have yeah. in their car. They yeah, don't really yeah. work that I good. I think it was Oliver. Yeah, yeah it was not. It was it was a very depressing segment. Some poor dude in Houston. Sh- shout out to our Houston listeners. He got arrested and he'd been like doing drywall work. First of all, nobody carries their fucking cocaine around loose cops. <laughs> Like, it's just not going to be loose cocaine. Where should I put my Coke? Maybe I should dust it along my shirt. He'd been doing, like, drywall work, and so they, you know, he's black, so they wanted to really do a full search. And so they're looking in his trunk, and there's, like, dust in his trunk. And so they're, they're, they test it, and they're like, oh, no, this is cocaine. And he's like, what the fuck? It's drywall. So he goes to jail. Meanwhile, he's locked up, and it takes a while to process the evidence or whatnot. So his public defender's like, look— you don't have money for bail. Just plead guilty and you'll get out in a couple months or whatever. So he does that, but now he's a convicted felon. And oh, by the way, it was the, the test comes back and it's fucking drywall. Too late for this guy. Rant over. Anyway, this guy in Orlando got busted. It was busted with uh, donut crumbs. It was actually glaze. He said, I kept telling them that's glaze from a donut. They tried to say it was crack cocaine at first. Then they said, no, it's meth, crystal meth. They just go through the list. They're like heroin, PCP, like just keep listing them. The officer administered a series of roadside drug tests, two of which turned up positive for cocaine. But when lab tests returned a few weeks later, they revealed rushing was telling the truth. The substance had, in fact, been sugary glaze from the donut. And this guy got thirty-seven and a half thousand bucks, which probably, sadly, was not enough for what he went through. But I will ask you this: seeing as this occurred in Orlando, wasn't jail the preferential place to be? Yeah, I, I I've only been to Orlando twice. Oh, Once oh, when I was a little kid and yeah. went to Disney World. Yes, right. The second time, I was an adult at a at a business conference. 
And I was trying to do anything but go to Disney, and it wasn't an option. Yeah, it's all, every road feeds you into a park. I would certainly be on meth if I lived in Orlando. Because everything points to Disney. There's no, you can't take a piss without like looking at mouse ears in front of a urinal. Like it's, it's painful down there. Same, same with me. I was there for a trade show and I was with two other guys and it was like, everything was hosted while we were there. And I'm like, wow, this place sucks. Well, we may as well drink. And the other guys are like, oh, well, we don't really drink. Well, two of them. How do how do I end up two out of three? And I was I already told you about the time I went to yes. a Diamondbacks game with three Mormons. Yes. And I was like probably 27 and these guys were not drinking. And I, all I wanted to do was that's all there was to do is drink. I'm like, come on, let's go to the bar. And they're like, well, we really shouldn't. And then so like one begrudgingly had a beer that he was just like a Heineken that he, I could still see him just barely <laughs> like sipping. And as soon as it was done, like he's roughing. yeah, he's like, I'll have a Coke. And the other guy's like, um, he's like, I got a gin and tonic. He's like. I get a gin and tonic because people can't really tell if you're just having a soda water. And I'm like, who gives a fuck? Look around. Everyone here is drinking. Just drink. <laughs> You're in Orlando. The, it's all, it's a trade show. People just came here to drink. Drink. Anyway. Yeah, I, I went to go to get a drink and they're like, well, we could go to, uh, uh, you know, Germany and Epcot. We could, we could do that. There's like a... Yes, beer yeah. hall. It's like, is there a fucking sports bar? Like, it was like yeah. a Sunday in October. I just wanted to watch some football or something. Totally. Like, yeah. yeah. When I was there, like, every uh, every event I had to go to was at a different... This one's at Universal. This one's at fucking another Disney. You're going to no. hear some paper because there's a giant gross spider oh. that just escaped out. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just killed a spider. Spider. did some heroic shit. It's spider season. Ed. Ed. Yeah. Joining us now. It's time. It's our very own <laughs> pop culture correspondent. Wasn't sure she was going to make the gig. Happy to have her. She missed our Dirty John discussion. I will. Uh, uh, Kate. Oh, oh, don't, oh, she's sneezing. Sorry about Great that. Great mic technique Allergies. there. Uh our very own pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce, joins us now. How are you, Fancy? Hey, hey, Kate. hey, I'm good. Is there anything going on? Has there been any new developments in the Dirty John uh, Facebook fan groups? Um, I haven't checked it lately, but there are a lot of women posting on there who have had similar experiences. Personal, ex- no, yeah. personal experiences oh. with John. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Other, so he grifted. With a John like character no, or him? No, with John. So he grifted wow. other local women, and they're telling their story. Well, he had just gotten out of prison. For, I saw a couple for grifting a Wouldn't woman. Wouldn't you be in so embarrassed to tell the story? Totally, though? totally. But it's maybe it's freeing when once you see that it's happened to someone else. Yeah, you don't right. feel so bad. I did. Kate did. Sh- Kate did show me one post from the from the woman, and it. Deborah. I, I will give her this. Like it w- could not have been easy because you know you're going to look. She like knows a fool. she looks like an yeah. idiot. But she was like, um, she was like, I just. Things were really embellished and she's like, and I just, um, I don't think, I don't like the way he ended it because the very last line, the very last part of the show, he, he shows her the video of their wedding and she says, she's like, doesn't he look happy? But I think what she means is he's so good at pretending. Right, right. Yeah. Maybe it was, you know it he could might be not taken. Have been so good. Yes. Well, it could we be, just know that she was really stupid. Right. Yeah. She look. Here's she, the he thing. He couldn't though. have fooled you or I. 
No, but here's the thing. We weren't privy to every single conversation and interaction that they had over the year or whatever that they were together. And I just think that it's hard to get the whole picture of how you, someone like that coerces someone else. I know like sociopaths definitely target naive, gullible, easily manipulated people. I like, I like how, like when she said things started going south with John, she's like, yeah, I started to think I'd rush into things. Well, this, this is your so fifth husband. Yes, that, so that was. I mean, Deborah's got telling. some issues. She yes. clearly needs to work out. Totally. Maybe don't ever get married again. One hundred percent. I think. Like, if this doesn't teach you a lesson, like you're you're yeah. unteachable. You're a lost cause. Uh, uh, okay. Quickly, a couple emails that we didn't get to before. Ballers. I don't recall if this has been asked. But standing at the urinal reminded me this morning. Dude had a really loud stream. Sounded very strong. Does strong stream equal big peen? Thanks. Your favorite Mexican, John of Cal State Fullerton. Thank you for that, John. It is a good question, don't you I think? I think it's it? a good question. I feel like John think, always sends us true. slightly lewd emails. Oh yeah, he's he's ta- did one about uh, performing John, oral sex during. Here's the what a heavy stream monthly means. cycle. It means you have had a couple of cups of coffee. Well, hold on, no. your bladder's hold on, full. Hold on. What? Well, because there's two different things. There's two. There's the power of the stream, but then there's also the Quantity. volume of the stream. So yeah, a, I'm attributing both to having a really full bladder. A skinny stream can be can be a powerful stream, but a heavy, thicker stream carries more volume. Yeah, just if you hear a kid, a boy. Right. So you're saying the hole that it's coming out of is larger yes, in a diameter. larger There's just less, bigger, less going on, bigger diameter. Um, I will quote. Well, I'm going to need some research Ed's, data I will, on this. I will quote a character played by someone who Ed's buddy's mom really wants to have sex with, <laughs> Willem, Willem Dafoe, when he played the great Bobby Peru in the movie Wild at Heart when he's trying to have sex with Laura Dern. He walks in the bathroom and he leaves the door open. He says, you hear a real deep sound coming out of old Bobby Peru. Maybe mm-hmm. that was the scene that that convinced her that uh, Defoe was the man. For right, her. right, exactly. Maybe that's what maybe that's what turned Ed's buddy's mother on so I much mean, that stirred her loins. Defoe, no. Defoe's in that new movie. Have you seen that? It's <laughs> he's I think a good it's, actor. I think it's called the. He's scary. I think it's called the Florida Place or something. Mm. It's an indie, and it takes place at like a, some sad hotel in Florida. Mm. Looks good. Defoe's in it. I love Defoe. Not as much as some, some people's mothers do. No. <laughs> uh, okay, another another email quickly. Hey, Brian, Ed, and Kate. Extremely alarmed two, two days ago to walk into an airport restroom. As you know where I work and not trying to look, but see a roughly five foot five man wrapping his hand around his meat hook like a golf grip while it still hung a few inches. Was not looking for this and wish to God I did not see this because I've been insecure since, but have never needed a full hand grip and thought I was doing okay. This is 100% legit and need advice. 
Is he just a lucky guy or freak of nature? Also, should I be worried that I sing the Daily's Choice song at work? Now I even have started humming Can Conundrum. Thanks, writes of Bill. (laughs) Hopefully there is a game six. Oh, he's really going on in Dodger Stadium. Because if I, if so, I'm going to the game. Okay. Congrats on your Dodgers and good luck. Okay. Thanks for all that. That is Dave in Salt Salt Lake for work. I like how he qualifies. That that's the only reason he would be. There. He he often does that. Yes. Yes. Like every time. Like he, he clearly wants to separate himself from from just average Salt Lake citizens. Oh, hold on. He has he adds something that is germane at the end. By the way, my girlfriend says I'm overreacting and I'm plenty of man, but not buying the sincerity and thinks she wishes she had seen that thing. <laughs> I think the majority of guys need a full hand grip. So yeah, you should be they worried. Do? What do you mean? What? A full hand grip? <laughs> no. Like a golf <laughs> grip? Not not over here they don't. I'm concerned like I if I'm just going in a public restroom, I just kind of like point it with a finger. Yeah, you you only need two fingers to, you, to do yeah. the work. If you if you got <laughs> to a, go full hand grip, that's like a fire hose. If you got a hose, that's because you're. You, well, and if you had a hose, it would be heavy, and just hanging down. Like, <laughs> like why it, would you need to handle the pressure? Because you don't you don't you, you ever seen a fire hose going off? The it's. It's producing so much volume. No, you got to control that you control. from your in from your muscle bladder. No, you don't bladder know, muscle. You don't know how dicks work. Uh, so this I mean, guy, yeah, to use a whole grip means it would just splatter everywhere if you didn't do something. I, I do, like if you didn't have a firm grip. This is one of those things, yeah, though. I'm still laughing where, at my joke. Uh, no, I got. We all heard you. I. This is one of those things that where it's all you see, uh, just a big old. The guy's like 6'4", 230, and you're I mean, like, have we, that, that dude hold on. has a hog. Have but we, you don't know. You have just you assume. guys never not hijacked my segment with Dom This is an chat. emailer. This is an emailer. Nope. This is life. Answering, this is comedy. And we're an, this is everything. We're answering our fans' questions. I feel here. like the beginning of my segment always starts with Dong chat now. But oftentimes- well, The thing is, you, you would like to- <laughs> To be good to the fans yes. and, and the we, listeners, want, and he wants to know. They want our expertise here, Kate. This you you see these big dudes, and you just assume a big dude. Take for instance Brandon Spikes, linebacker. Oh yeah, he's going to be mm-hmm. packing a Pringles can. But a lot of times you see a small dude, and you're like, oh poor guy. Guy doesn't right. he's not packing much. But oftentimes. <sighs> Well, a shorter dude can we, really yep. be. How do you refer to um, little people? Midgets. I don't think that's oh, the little, no little people. little people. Oh, we talked about that porn I saw. Little where the people. Little people had enor- had human sized dicks. Is that the PC term? Oh, they're they're people, all yeah. humans. Little oh, people that have that was not the PC term oh, right there. Man size. Yes. Little people. Yes. I feel like unequivocally have very no, large penises. Oh, really? I'm oh. pretty sure. I'm going to Google You mean it. midgets or just shorter dudes? Midgets. No, because if my if my penis appeared on a guy who was 3'8", yeah, it, it would look, look huge. Yeah. yeah. I, well, yeah. big for their size. That's what I mean. That's what I mean, yes. like in proportion yeah. to the rest of right. the body. Right. No, I would agree with that. But oftentimes- I have an enormous dong for a little person. 
One hundred percent. I'd be like, if I was four one, I would oh my be God. stacked. Be like, man, how does he walk around with that thing? Proportionally, I would be. Well, maybe that's the deal. Like this guy he saw was five five, and maybe he just had like a slightly larger dong, but it just with his tiny little hands, it just looked like he was really packing a a, a kielbasa down there. But, but little people usually have uh, big hands, bigger. You know, comparatively, right? Hands oh, that's true. Well. Kate, what Large is heads. Kate? Do you um, have any experience with this? Do you have you in your travels noticed Little that people? there's any sort of correlation between size of body and size of dong? I mean, not personal. No, like no. Are, just, are no. little people loud? You haven't done any. You haven't done any. Yes. Do do smaller people tend to make more noise when they? Exactly. Uh, okay, Kate. That's an excellent email, by the way, David. Uh, thank you for that. Kate McManus, what is going on in the world of pop culture? Quickly. Today I found out that Mike Pence's nickname, like growing up, even maybe to this day, is Bubbles. And it made me really Shut happy. Is what? Bubbles. You mean like the chimp? No. Yeah, like what could that what could the origin of probably that one not be? the chimp. Probably not like probably uh, not. not like nothing to do with the chimp. Not like no. the chimp. Oh, okay. I don't know. It just made me laugh. Yeah, that is um, good. Okay, so getting into sto- some stories. Do you think here. it's from the wa- like from the wire? Like Bubs, like he's like Mike Pence <laughs> has a major fucking problem with heroin. <laughs> I mean, that'll be. Yeah, he seems he seems very seems similar likely. to the character on and the he, wire. Seems like any accident. <laughs> Mike Pence every Sunday goes and hangs out with Steve Earle in a church, in an abandoned. Do you church. think Mike Pence accidentally kills Telly from Kids with a hot shot? No. <laughs> Okay. The oh. kid from Kids d- did die. Not that Killed kid. Killed himself. Justin. The Not other one. Kid. Smith? Yeah. The Casper. O- yeah, Casper. Casper. The did. other one, Telly. Oh, he died in The Wire. He was on The Wire. I forgot. Yeah. All right. So this Gerard Butler has a m- new uh, movie coming out yes. that looks very I, sick called Geostorm. Yes. <laughs> that, was on, that was the commercial it. just a second ago. Oh, really? Whoa. Yeah. Coincidence. Like a... Like a like an like a seven forty seven like shatters. He might not be able to promote it. Uh oh. No. Well, no. at least for the start of promotions for it, because cock injury. The other day, he got run off the road on his crotch rocket. Oh. Took a bad spill on his bike. Was it an actual crotch rocket, or you just you're just using that terminology? No, it's not. Because you know that's like a kind. Oh. Uh, that's like a sport bike. You yeah, would call a crotch rocket. You're right. Okay. I did know that. Yeah. She can call it a rice rocket. No, um, no, you're not allowed to do that. No, it looks like he has like an old. Very racist. Oh, really? Fancy bike. Oh, like a like a cafe bike. Yeah. That's what I'm into. With uh, the straight um, strut thing. Right. Was he badly injured? Bike talk. Um, no, he didn't break any bones. No, he didn't. He's fine. He was fine. He, had he to didn't mess up his beautiful face. Here's what I can tell you with a hundred percent certainty. I don't know Gerard Butler. I don't know one thing about him, but he, I mean, he was, I have uh, some proximity sh- to Gerard Butler. <laughs> Names are, I mean, it's nothing made incoming. <laughs> Here's what I will say about this. I can say, it's really nothing. Mage, I can say but... with a hundred percent certainty that he was injured in this accent accident, either on his way to, or just having come from some post. Or fleeing. Yes. He was, he was either departing. Can I tell my story? Or en route. Co- it's not that He's either coming mad. or going. A piece of ass. Uh, yes, drop a name. Please. When I lived in LA and yeah. I used to work out at 
Equinox. Equinox. Mm-hmm. In West Hollywood. Yeah, very popular. I sometimes gym. would take a stre- half hour stretch class that the Gerard yeah. Butler. Oh, really? Would come to. And he would often set up his mat right next to me. No. So there was a lot of like Gerard Butler stretching Shut with his crotch like, I would very love to near look my at him face. Stretch. Shut up. Did you, were you able to catch a peep? Did like any head poke out or anything? Oh, I think he had like tight oh, underwear. Did you, anyway, did you get an outline? It used outline? to make me laugh. I would assume he is uncut because it of his seems Scottish like he ancestry. was doing okay from memory. Is he a Scotsman? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's a Scotsman. Um, did he did he ever like put up did he ever make any eye contact and was he like, hey? Ever like Seems that? like a winker. He would yeah. probably wink. Yeah, he was friendly. Yeah. Did he did anyone ever ask to smell his fingers or anything? Yeah, everyone. They did? No. That'd be weird. Uh, I uh, I was flipping channels not too long ago and uh Snatch, was that the movie he was in? And there was no. a scene he's driving the car. Is it's he in Snatch? Him. No. No, that's Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yes. Him, him. Tom, or no, Rock and Roller, Rock and Roller. Oh, okay, yes. Him, Tom Hardy, and Idris Elba in the car together. Wow, mm-hmm. that is my a, goodness. Yeah, yeah, it's like a bouquet of dick. It's yeah, just would, it's quite a totally, trifecta. Yeah, I would totally let them choose who puts me on a spit roast. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Everybody would. Uh, okay, Kate. What else is going on in the world of pop culture? Um, I don't know if you guys saw this um, Eminem rap that's kind of gone viral that he performed at the BET Ooh. Awards. So it was kind of like a take five minute Ooh. takedown of I Trump. Th- I, th- I, I bet Ed did because Ed minutes- loves Eminem. He does like Eminem. I yeah. thought I thought the last two minutes when he got going, the beginning was very weird. Oof. Yeah, but I think it was actually I, I think it was really an important moment. It was, I mean... Because I, I think there's a lot of people that w- like him mm-hmm. for yeah. the sake of saying, I like hip-hop culture, yes. but this is my way of not uh, embracing minorities. Right. It, it's it. There's definitely like a racist element to some of his fans. Totally. And I think, yes. so I think he, was, he was really shutting it down. He does call out his fans, he says... Yes. And any I fan of mine who's a supporter good, of his... Good message, I agree, yes. Go on. I'm rapping right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't do the whole thing. I'm drawing in, sand, I'm drawing in the sand a line you're either for or against, and if you can't decide who you like more and you're split on who you should stand beside, I'll do this. I'll do it for you with this, he raps. So he's yeah. basically saying to his fans, like, if you like me and you support Trump, like... You're out. See ya. Bounce. I, I appreciate his activism. I appreciate his message. I just like, just get a DJ or something. Like it's got to have some music to it. It was very uncomfortable for me to watch. It was very spoken word. In the first few minutes, he was like really just revving up. <laughs> I wasn't Brian sure Brian gets so yeah. uncomfortable uh, watching stuff like <laughs> I just, it was not, it was a hard watch. And I, like I said, and I'm obviously not a Trump fan. And so I appreciate what Eminem did. But at the same time, just, I mean, just like, like everyone's like, oh, he freestyled it, which I doubt. But if he did, even if he did, like those rap battles, there's a, there's a beat. You got to have some music with it, dude. Like produce it a little bit. It would help. Okay. That's it. This is an actual headline. Nelly parties after rape allegations Uh, are dropped. Yeah. Seems like he's really got uh, his pulse. He's he's got the pulse of the people. Is that's he, a that's a good move like, right now. It's a lot less hot in here because I took off my handcuffs. 
Well, I am getting so not charged with rape. Don't ever get in a rap battle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny how we just followed up you being uncomfortable with M&M's. I'm freestyling. <laughs> we, we were treated to that freestyle. I'm freestyling right um, now. Karen Kohler, right. a lawyer representing the 21-year-old college student who accused mm. Nellie of assaulting her on his tour bus, posted a statement reading, she wishes she had not called 911 because she believes the system is going to fail her. The statement continued, she never wanted notoriety. She never wanted a dime from that man. She wants to go back to school and to graduate. Yeah. And you know what? Who knows? I guess um, the police are still gathering evidence in the case, so it might not be gone. Here's gone the deal. Girl. You get an artist release. You get You get everything else you do. You get consent. You sign contracts. If if you're gonna get some ass, random ass. Hey, can you ass, just sign this quickly? Yeah, like look, I go. I just want to make sure here that we both agree. This is this is my but lawyer. The thing about consent travels is with me. You, you can, can change. You can change. That's right. But it's a, it's better to start from a place of mutual understanding. I agree. That's all I'm saying. Uh, okay, what else, Kate? This might be the best headline. Nicholas Cage wants his face removed from these Japanese <laughs> snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Nick. <laughs> Last week, images of a puffed corn stick emblazoned with uh, Nick Cage's bearded, squinting, bespectacled face emerged online alongside glorious headlights like Nicholas Cage becomes a Japanese snack food as a Nicholas stick is born. Oh my God. <laughs> the story stick. is everywhere. Um, the Umebo. Umaibo, I'm not trying to say that. Style Snack was said to be part of a promotional campaign for Cage's upcoming film, Army of One, which is awkwardly titled My Target Bin Laden in Japan, and the packaging featuring a hair suit, but Happy Nick Cage was obsessively a tie-in for the movie. What do you think provided more entertainment value? There's Just looking at a package of those snacks? Or the movie Army of One. Yeah. The snacks. Yes, of course. 100%. However, there's just right? one problem. His best work in years. Nick Cage wants nothing to do with these snacks yeah. and was not on board oh, with his, the use it, of his face I, on said I snacks. I bet he'd like to be chipped off. Guy needs yeah. money. Because it's definitely not for integrity purposes. Like, under no circumstances will I be on a snack. Yeah. Hey, um, Mr. Kawasaki, how about... Uh, <laughs> How about you? How about you wet the cage man's beak? <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty terrible. It doesn't even really look like him. It looks picture. better. It looks. He better has than long he looks. hair, a beard, give, and glasses. Well, they kind of did a Con Air ear Put camera. Put down pump. the bunny and give me that snack. I only trust two people. <laughs> one of them's me, and the other one ain't you. <laughs> okay, is that it? Kate. No, I have one more it's story. It's getting cold in here because I'm no longer Go back to Cage. Maybe Cage can freestyle. Listen. <laughs> Can't do it. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> so, so take off all your clothes and br- hands off the bunny. Wait, is, is that your Nick Cage? <laughs> who else? Is, who is does that? it sound like? Yeah, that's my Nick Cage. It is? Yeah. Can you do Steve Seagal? I need to get my friend some insulin. In the absence of that, some corn snacks. Japanese. Can you guys do Steve Seagal? 
Because I have a story about him. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Let's hear the story and all. The recent mountain of allegations of sexual harassment and assault levied against Harvey Weinstein appear to have a knockoff effect in Hollywood. Today, the Hollywood Reporter has a conversation with um, Inside Edition correspondent Lisa Guerrero, who's also uh, an actress, who opened up earlier this week about the bizarre. Quickly. Was she the Monday Night Football? Yes, you know who she's married to. No. Former, Vlad Guerrero? No, former Oriole hurler from the 80s, Scott Erickson. Erickson. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Beautiful man, Scott Erickson. <laughs> former yeah, Dodger. Okay, go on. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, she opened up to The Hollywood Reporter this week about the bizarre audition process she underwent for Steven Seagal's 1997 EPA thriller, yeah. Fire Down Below. Sick yes. name. Guerrero says she was invited to Seagal's Beverly Hills mansion was for the about, audition. Was it about gonorrhea? Yes. Sensing something weird, she insisted that the <laughs> it's film's burning down there. casting director accompany her. When the two arrived, they were greeted at the door by Seagal himself, clad in a silk robe, apparently surprised to see casting director there as well. Welcome to my dojo. Um, okay, wait. This is <laughs> yeah, good. he talks like he's struggling to remember English Come when inside. he talks. This like, is what happened. You ready? My, Open kimono for Shido room. He looked surprised that she was with me. This is from Lisa. But then he led us into the foyer of his house, which was decorated in an Asian style. The outside was a big Beverly Hills mansion, but when you go inside the house, it looked very Asian-inspired. Mm. He waved me into another room. That room was also Asian. There was oh, a, a big chair on a platform. That sounds like the standard sw- span suite. Again, the, uh, it looked like a guy. big Asian throne. Oh. He sat on the throne in I the silk Asia. robe and asked me to perform the scenes I had prepared. <laughs> you know that scene in Cable Guy? He's speaking some kind of language. I, I think, think it was, it was yeah. Asian. It was Asian gay. It was Asian gay. So she did the audition, escaped back to her car. Later that day, she was um, summoned back to the mansion for a private rehearsal with Seagal. She understandably refused, Mm -hmm. and she was told she would be getting the part as the film's female lead. Instead, she was offered a smaller role. When she arrived on set, found that she was the only woman present among a crowd of leering men and was forced to fend off Seagal's offers to meet with him in his dressing room. I think it actually is Her part was... Seagull, yeah. But he go he changed. I know it to I get Seagal. confused. No, he her calls part, himself Seagull. Her part was later cut from the film. Listen. He yeah, uh, and there's that famous story where he's crying in the trailer. I can't remember who told it. Yeah. It's like some it's some stern. well-known actor crying and he goes, I just read the greatest script of of my life. Oh, who wrote it? Me. Yeah. I did. Think about this. So yeah. imagine going for an audition no. and Steven Seagal opens a door in nothing but a silk robe. Yeah. This nude underneath. Aikido master. Stay with me. On his dying breath. It's pretty fucking gross. Let's do some (laughs) improvisation. This role is going to require you to do a lot of sucking. Maybe you could practice on me right now. I'm going to. I'm going to need to take your energy and reverse it on you and then have sex. And I would like you to fog up my blue blockers. I am a, I an Aikido master. Oh, no. Come here and see if you can master my boo shido stick. <laughs> see, I've got, oh my God. I've got a pair of Benoit balls I need worked. <laughs> Try <laughs> Try 
to unlock the golden Segal nectar from within the... Nunchucks. <laughs> Nunchaka. Okay. I learned a technique on the set of Under Siege 2. It's called the locomotive. Bend over and let me enter the tunnel. <laughs> okay, Kate, is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right, for Steven Seagal, for <laughs> Nick Cage. Kate McManus, Nick Cage, or Ed Daly. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 191 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.